Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We are back Hail with thee. another episode. Uh, in today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, Bill Burr and his appearance on Saturday Night Live. And then it gonna, all goes downhill from there. <laughs> we're going to go into a, a bit about the cuties controversy. Netflix is in a lot of trouble over that. And then we, uh, we talk about zombie movies for uh, a little bit. Yes. Uh, our social media will be linked in the description, so you can follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Uh, you can yell at us there if you disagree with anything that we've said during this episode, which, you know, statistically you will. Um, yeah. I will have timestamps in the description, so you can skip to whatever topic you'd like. Um, and just remember to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode if you like this one. And uh, anyway, all that aside, on with the show. Yep. I love you. Bill Burr was on SNL over the weekend and I thought you I thought it was pretty good. Um I thought it was pretty middle of the road for him. Um the sketches were good. You can tell he had a lot of influence on them cuz you know if you listen to his podcast he talks about like you know these difficult times and people overusing phrases like that. There's a sketch like that. But yeah, anyway, if you're a fan of Bill Burr and you watched it, it was pretty middle of the road for him. Yeah. But people are, uh, there, there's all kinds of articles now about his opening monologue and how controversial it was. So there, here's a couple of articles that I saw. Um, Bill Burr's controversial Saturday night live monologue draws mixed reactions. And then it like does basically a breakdown of the entire monologue and it does exactly what he talks about on his podcast. They listen to his act and then they transcribe the whole thing and they phrase it as if it's a bunch of statements. Yeah. Like here's, um, here's the, the second paragraph when taking the stage, the comedian was quick to acknowledge quote, the difficult times that have transpired this year and praised the audience for wearing masks to abide by safety protocols amid the novel coronavirus pandemic. Though he said it, quote, made him feel uncomfortable, unquote, or whatever you say at the end of a quote. Um, yeah. He also said it doesn't bother him should anyone not wear a mask. Quote, take out your grandparents, take out your weak cousin with the asthma. I don't care. It's your decision, he said. Quote, if you're that dumb and you want to kill your own family members, by all means, do it. It's like, <laughs> how does someone hear that and not think that that's obviously a joke? Even reading that, you're like, OK, he's kidding. Right. He's, he's it's no, no, no. It is Bill a comedian on going on Saturday and just started Night Live. Ranting. He never made a single joke. He just started screaming at the audience. Well, I mean, that's most of his shows, but still. Now, this is the problem with writing an article about any stand-up comedian they always make it worse once you write down a joke it 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 feels less like a joke that you're writing down and more like a manifesto (laughs) yeah no that's the reason why i don't uh i don't like doing uh text jokes and stuff online like you can i like memes because the image is always funny but like trying to like actually write something down if you were to read half the fucking tweets i posted like in the past three years, I saw like an actual fucking insane person. Like none of the humor you can hear it unless like you know my kind of like personality and shit. Yeah. And here's here's another um here's another bit from it. 
Burr also took aim at cancel culture, explaining that it's come to the point where, quote, they're literally running out of people to cancel. They're going after dead people now. They're trying to cancel John Wayne. It's like God did that 40 years ago, he said. (gasps) Okay. You see what I mean? You cannot just transcribe a, a a comedian's set. I, I'm imagining this if like Bill Burr was just angrily shouting at people going into like an Alex Jones style rant and it's beautiful. See, when Bill Burr says this stuff, you get it. You get that he's like playing it up. It's a joke. Yeah. When Alex but when Jones you write it down, it, it sounds bit... like something that you'd see in like a school shooter's diary. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's another article. Uh, SNL host Bill Burr divides fans after controversial opening monologue. And really. I'll get I'll get back to that later, the whole controversial thing, because I want to I want to I want to dive into exactly how controversial it is. So yeah. this article does basically the same thing where it like transcribes his act. But then it's it, it does that thing that modern articles do where they just compile a bunch of tweets about it. Um, so then it goes into like the negative uh, tweets and it's like who told Bill Burr he a straight white man should try to tackle homophobia and racism in the worst way possible in his SNL monologue that was from someone on Twitter uh, here's another one made it about one minute into Bill Burr's SNL monologue before I had to change the channel and this many of these cultural... people have blue check marks uh, looks like actually no one in this article okay. no one mentioned in this article has a blue check mark and they're they're all like like a hundred to like less than a thousand followers too. So this so it's is like, disconcerting news, Alex. It means that it's spreading to other lesser folk. So they call it, it the blue check mark disease. It's when you have bad takes on Twitter. Well yeah. It, these articles though, they what they do is they just they they have their their narrative already set, like, oh, this is controversial, and then they have to like they go out and they purposefully find these tweets. To like justify like oh there's so much controversy there's a lot of a lot of uh, statements on both sides. Look, I'm gonna be real with you, Alex. I have three Twitter accounts I frequently use constantly. Each one of them are just horrifyingly different than the other ones. Like it's like completely different people. Not on any of those accounts have I seen anyone mention a controversial thing by Bill Burr or even the SNL thing. These people literally had to have gone online, looked up Bill Burr controversy or like SNL and then like type in the words quote from quote just to find them because yeah, there's been like nothing. I didn't even know Bill Burr was on SNL until you sent me that. Yeah, I think this is 100% manufactured controversy because um, I don't think it's manufactured. I know there's a lot of people out there that will take anything as an offensive thing just because that's how they are. They're they're confrontational. uh, what, nah, I can't say the word because my nose is stuffy. Confront, confront, confrontation. Yeah, by nature, that word yeah. by nature. But uh, I do think there's definitely some controversy. I mean, it's not like it's not like no one is tweeting these things out. I mean, it, it there are some people saying this, but it is way overblown. Like how controversial it actually is, and I will get to why in a minute. Yeah. So uh, this person said it made it about one minute into uh, Bill Burr's SNL monologue before I had to change the channel. In this cultural moment, SNL really thought the best choice for a host was a white male stand up ranting about cancel culture. It just it just reads like my fucking uh, 
best friend's 12-year-old Facebook post. Yeah. And my point that I want to make with uh, with this article is that people need to stop proving Bill Burr's point. Yeah. They, because Bill Burr explicitly said white women are... Um, are hijacking the the woke movement as he calls it yeah and they're like the they're making it about that. themselves yeah they're making it about themselves he's not wrong have you seen instagram influencers yeah and uh from what i can tell it's a lot of white women complaining about his monologue meanwhile when you scroll down farther into the article uh there's people that reacted positively to it basically like yeah he's right are they and, all black? Yeah, for the most yep. part. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually like, how it is. Obviously, this these aren't exact uh statistics. You know, take what we're saying with a grain of salt. But in general, what I'm seeing with you know this this um monologue and, and other other issues like it, um, white women prove Bilber's point about like getting offended and making it about them. Meanwhile, black people, the people that like the movement is actually about are like, yeah, you know, white women shouldn't make it about them. Like, you know, the, the whole black lives matter is about ending police brutality, getting at the very least police reform. It's not about people are saying we need to reach out. Yeah. A lot of people are saying we need to like, you know, reconstruct the police, you know, rebuild it and to be a, a better, you know, system, defunding we need the to police. Make Robocop. <laughs> He's the only cop I believe in. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the these the the real activists um are saying, you know, basically we need systemic structural reform. And then there's, there's so the, many uh, there's white so many... moms who are all like yeah. we need to ban this episode of boondocks yeah the liberal you know, white the liberal white wine moms are saying that like well you, you know this this comedian's joke is really damaging it's like that is not what this is about this is about yeah. systemic change not you know minding your manners when you're doing comedy hey, it's so insane though a lot of the things that they're banning and stuff because of how offensive they are. Like, I want to point this out because it's still the most funny thing to me. Uh, have you heard of the Adult Swim cartoon Boondocks before? I've seen commercials for it. It is a, uh American anime kind of thing about black people. And it's made by a group of black people. And it's being banned. Like, what some of the episodes are being banned because they could be offensive to black people. Yeah, yeah, that that's is what a insane. lot of people are saying. They are like, banning episodes made by a black guy. Like this, this whole team of African Americans made this show to like talk about social issues and stuff, but in like a satirical, funny way. Yeah, and ironically, they're gonna the ban response... episodes from it because they're offensive to, yeah. to the guy that made it. And ironically, the says response... a white mom. The response to these people complaining about Bilber's monologue, the, the response to that is Bilber's monologue, because he addresses it directly. Yeah. But no, it's insane. the reason that I think it's a manufactured controversy 
is because looking at the clip on YouTube, um, hold on, I'm pulling it up. I think it has 770 dislikes. So the uh, the official clip that got uploaded by the Saturday Night Live YouTube channel has 5.7 thousand dislikes and 124,000 likes. Oh, mine's down a bit. Yeah, I, I just Jeez. I just loaded it. I'm looking through the comments. None of them are about like uh yeah, there's like all of the comments that I've seen are like, yeah, he's right. There's like one That's person That's why I say that they have to go out of their way to pull these tweets that are complaining about it. There's like one person complaining about it and then everyone else is like, if this offended you, it's time to take a dirt la- uh dirt nap, you know, some guy with a b- a boomer profile picture, so he's probably actually 57. Yeah. But not like if you want to like try to um if you want to try to put those numbers into perspective um that is like if you had the entire city of Ann Arbor plus 2000 people in support of this this monologue meanwhile a third of the small town that we are both from didn't like it yeah is there really that many people in this town I just looked it up, and it's uh, the 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 population as of last year is seventeen thousand seven hundred and sixty six. So about Benzie a third, County? about yeah, Benzie County, the small town in Michigan, about Fucking a third of Christ. them. If you, if you want to like, if you want to put the numbers into perspective, it would equal out to about a third of Benzie County. I only not see like the six people every day, so it's like I never realized how large our county really is. I still hate it. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it's just people will always find something to get mad at. Like it it doesn't matter what it is. There's going to be someone that'll take offense to it over the st- smallest dumbest reasons too. It's like fucking there are people getting offended by Wolfenstein. Oh, cuz there's Nazis in it? Because you kill the Nazis. Oh, because because you, yeah. you kill the Nazis. <laughs> Don't we live in such a wonderful world, Alex? No. Now, who? what group is upset about this? It's got to be, like, conservatives, Fucking right? Fucking militiamen, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, right, uh, right-winger conservative oh, like, folk. Like, proud boy types? Yeah. Well, Usually, oh, like, you see? 13-year-olds trying so, to be so edgy. You're familiar with the Proud Boys, right? Oh, yeah, the fucking domestic terrorist group that we aren't going to call out as domestic terrorists because that might be offensive. Yeah, and we can't call them racist either. <sighs> anyway, did uh, the, the Proud Boys hashtag on Twitter got like hijacked taken. by gay got, people. And yeah, it got beautiful. hijacked. I love it. I love it when that happens. No, I tell you, though, fucking this is my opinion. You can be mad about it if you want audience. But I'm already opinion, mad about it. Uh, militia groups are domestic terrorists yeah uh, they are just a bunch of people with guns talking about how they want to change the government and everything uh the only difference is they don't commit acts of terror oh wait they did yeah i've seen videos that are like <laughs> um so there was like a student uh journalist or something some, some kind of like young journalist that went to one of these proud boy rallies and they interviewed all these people and they were like yeah, you know, we just we believe in 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 peace and and justice, and we you know we carry these guns for self defense because you know you know we're under attack so much, and yeah. 
And then it cuts to uh, that same journalist interviewing someone that also tried to go to one of these rallies to like interview people, but they weren't, you know, the right demographic. So they're like, yeah, you know, I I went in and tried to interview them. They took my phone and beat the shit out of me. (laughs) Nice. Let me guess was the guy like black or something. Yeah, there's there's so yeah. many. It, it's not just black people either. It's just anyone it's that they anyone think, that isn't anyone a that they white think doesn't agree 13 with thirteen year old boy. The Proud Boys movement is basically incels with guns, and you cannot prove me wrong. The thing is, they're muscular incels. That's yeah, the yeah. most dangerous group ever. Have you ever heard of Virgin Rage? <laughs> the hell of an adrenaline rush, Alex. You're able to get so much strength from just pure sexual tension. <laughs> now, you are absolutely right that it, they are a domestic terror group. Because if you want to get into the nitty gritty of it, the definition of terrorism is using violence to enact an ideology, usually a political ideology. Yeah, the problem and is, that is though, exactly what they do. They run around with these guns is. to intimidate people. Yeah. They go to like polling locations to intimidate people to like either not vote or vote for Trump or whatever. But Alex, they never killed anyone. Oh wait. Except for yeah, except for <laughs> that time that you know, all those times that they do. Like no, the, the Kenosha shooter. There's so oh my god, I cannot believe the people that are just going out of their way to justify his actions. They're not being fucking you wanna know why they're not being called domestic terrorists when they should be? Because they've infiltrated our government. No, it's because they've infiltrated they're just a the bunch of white too. people. Like, if these people, if this same group was a bunch of, like, black people instead, they'd immediately be called domestic terrorists oh, and considered, yeah. like, the next Al-Qaeda. But Think because of if the Black Panthers did with kids, what the Proud Boys do. Yeah, but because they're a bunch of white kids. You know what, think of how if can Black they be Panther, the fictional character, group. did the things that the Proud Boys do. Oh, yeah, he'd be labeled fucking the next Osama Bin Laden. We'd be sending SEAL Team 6 into Wakanda to get him. <laughs> they wouldn't get far, but... <laughs> yeah, literally, if if Black Panther... T- like, if if the next Black Black Panther movie opens with any kind of Proud Boys shit, literally, like, the next day, President Trump will be like... We have to ban we Wakanda. Have to, we have to invade Wakanda. We have to steal their weapons. They are a, a threat to national security. Now I got my top generals working on finding Wakanda, but he wouldn't. He like wouldn't pronounce it right. It'd be like, I have my top generals Wakanda. looking for Wakanda, 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 Wakanda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it! Yeah, no. It's they just... say that Wakanda is spelled with three Ks. Yeah, no. And the thing is, it's not just the Proud Boys group though. That's the only like. Uh, actual terrorist militia group. Fucking, there's a handful of them over here in the in the homeland in Michigan that were trying to fucking kidnap the governor and execute oh, yeah. her. Like, I get it. You pro like people cannot like politicians. They can disagree with politicians say and stuff like that. But to actually go through the steps to uh, assault a public official and an office of power in your government. That is literally a terrorist act. I cannot believe the levels of violence conservatives will justify if 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 it's on their side. Oh yeah. Like, now they will say like if 
a black man, if, an, in, if an innocent black man is shot by the police simply just, for they, looking like he, he has a gun, according to the police that shot him, they will be like, well, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta maintain law and order. You know, the police were fearing for their lives. Yeah. Meanwhile, like if someone, if a group of people plot to kidnap the governor and side side note, they're not killed by the police for committing this terrorist act. Yeah. The, the conservatives will justify them attempting to kidnap the fucking governor of Michigan. Um, unless it was a fucking uh, like right leaning governor, then it would be a terrorist act. Oh, yeah. If if if, if someone if Antifa tried to kidnap Rick Snyder, then it's like not even Antifa it could have been anyone because that guy was a fucking. Cunt. No, no, they would they would call them Antifa. Anyone like, that conservatives don't like is Antifa. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I like that too because they're not wrong. Because Antifa isn't a group; it's it's it it just it's an idea. the abbreviation of anti-fascist. I'd rather be called Antifa than be called a Republican at this point, because at least Antifa with the guy were the guys who fought the Nazis. They were Antifa. Yeah, they were anti-fascist. The Allied conservatives powers? are really just showing their true colors these days with yeah, how no. like the. If if you are anti anti fascist, what does that make you? A fascist. A fucking fascist. And they no, will go no, out of their way to justify American fascism. citizen. Did you? I don't know if you saw this, but there was, I guess, a prominent a prominent conservative that tweeted out basically like democracy is ruining this nation. <laughs> oh, oh my god, we're all gonna die. Are you prepared to see Oblivion, Alex? Ugh, I, uh, I'm trying to find that tweet. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't even say want, I don't want to read it again. I don't want to read it again. Yeah. I remember what's his face tweeted out saying wearing a mask is akin to slavery. You know, like okay, guy wearing a piece thing. of fabric. That's same another thing, thing as being oppressed for a hundred years. I'm going to do a bit on this once I can actually go to shows again yeah so conservative like anti-mask people are idiots they're they're fucking the okay so they're they're hypocrites in the worst way like when it comes to wearing a mask in public like if you try to make them do it they're they're not going to do it simply because you know you shouldn't be forced to wear things that you don't want to wear right even if it means killing someone's grandparents or like endangering their children I just love this though, because then they'll go and scream at their daughter for wearing outfits that they think are too slutty. These yeah, same it, people would like yell at their kids because they're wearing something that doesn't make them look like a good Christian person. Oh yeah. However, but, them wearing an extra piece of fabric just to be out of the goodness of their hearts—that's drawing the line. That's too far. Yeah. Now the now these people they they will justify endangering other people's children For and comfort. like old people because they they shouldn't be forced to wear things that they don't want to wear. Yeah. But you stupid. know that they will you know they will flip their opinion if hypothetically someone didn't feel like someone they should be forced Trump to wear hats. pants around their children. Yeah. It's like well <sighs> if you if you aren't if you can't be forced to wear a mask around my children, I shouldn't be forced to wear pants around yours. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> then then they will go into like authoritarian mode. Yeah. 
now I, sh- I feel like I should clarify I have no desire to to lack pants around any children I just want to get that out of the way you would not wear shorts Alex shorts technically aren't pants they're a separate type of bottom clothing that is very true that's why I never wear them Alex how do you stay alive in the summer <laughs> I stay inside ah where it's cold so moving on to the next topic I had written down, uh, yes. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start with my uh, with my uh, bold thing, and then I will go into the details. All right, conservatives need to shut the fuck up about pedophilia, so we can take it seriously again. Yeah. Now, what do I mean by that? What? Why do I say conservatives need to shut the fuck up about pedophilia? It's a, it's a very, it's a, I'd say it's a negative thing in our society. Um, Very negative. However, conservatives make it a conservative issue when they talk about it. They do that with anything that they talk about. And then that makes it less credible when someone else tries to speak up about it. So you got these like QAnon people that are like, well, every politician that I don't like is a pedophile. And then that that lowers how seriously we can take the issue. So now when something actually, you know, when when actual pedophile activity happens, it's like a it's like the boy who cried wolf. No one takes it seriously. Yeah. Case in point, cuties. That movie that Netflix put out, that softcore kitty porn. Yeah. Basically, everyone with a functioning brain is saying that it's basically softcore child pornography with how much it like glorify. Like, I get that it's supposed to be a commentary about how bad child sexualization is, but they do it in a, a really fucked up way where it's like showing child sexualization and saying that it's bad. Like, you can make a, a movie commenting on child sexuality and like why you know, children should be, you know, sh- should be allowed to be innocent yeah. without having like, well, with, without like money shots of like little girls, like doing the splits and stuff like that. With with that kind of stuff though, those kind of like movies and things, I don't think they really care about their message so much as they just want to have the most shocking imagery so that it will make people come and watch it. Yeah. I mean, I I appreciate the idea of making a movie about like childhood innocence and like why it's bad to sexualize children. I I get it. But to do it while you are also sexualizing children is a bit of a hypocritical thing. Yeah, you can't. But just... that's just how the movies are nowadays. Any movie that has a topic that is controversial and shocking will always have something uncomfortable in it that makes you like not want to watch it. Because yeah. like the whole point of it is like they want you to get like grossed out by it, but the thing is though they also want it to be controversial enough to blow uh, to bring up the publicity and shit. Like yeah, there's the saying no uh no no publicity no publicity is bad publicity or something like that. Or, yeah, or, good, uh, uh, bad publicity, bad publicity is, good. is good publicity. Any, any publicity is good. Some, something with publicity in it being good will also I, bad. We've said that word so many times. I don't <laughs> think I can say anymore. When, but, the, uh, when the tabloids write about you, that's we'll just use that phrase from now on. Yeah, but uh, no, and that, that's the thing, though, is like 
I honestly don't think they really, you know, give two shits anymore. Like, they're just doing it to get their money. Yeah. You know? And that's how, like, the film industry is these days. You see it with so many things. People aren't being creative. They're just trying to do something that hasn't been done before. So it's always a controversial thing. Like, was it? Is that abortion road trip movie now? I haven't heard of that. There's a movie about these girls who go on a road trip so one of them can get an abortion. And that's the whole movie, from what I've heard. And it's just like, you know, that doesn't surprise me. It's a controversial thing. There'll be people who watch it and support it just because of what the uh, subject material is. And there'll be people who watch it just so they can talk about it and say how evil it is. Either way, the company makes bank. But still, at least that isn't like... It's not at, at least, in the at least same like movie isn't a crime. Sh- yeah, it's not like shocking or anything like that. But with cuties and stuff like that, I mean, it is a French film, correct? Yes. So over there, they probably have more laxed. Uh, like I know in France, they're more laxed on like sexual themes and stuff in many things. Like, for example, have you ever seen the Origina commercials? I have not. They are a series of commercials that people have uh, posted on YouTube from France. Uh, about an orange juice drink. That's that is all it is about. But they are the most just like they look like things you'd find on DeviantArt, basically. Oh. Like they're just aggressively horny, and everyone in it's an animal for some reason. And when you watch it, you just don't. You just don't want to. You just you think the world just shouldn't be a thing anymore. And that's France. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. So I think over there, it's probably more laxed on what they can show and what they can't show. And because it's a foreign film and Netflix will greenlight literally anything, they probably didn't even look into it to see if it was anything, you know, controversial that could be yeah. considered bad over here. And what um, has resulted there's, there's is there's got to be some degree of quality keg. control that they put into their movies. You've seen Netflix original movies. You know, that's a lie. Well, none of them are child pornography, to be fair. Well, yeah, but that's just because they're made in America. They're people that, like, people who know the societal norms and, like, what is okay and allowed to be on television. Like, over in France, they're probably, like, you know, France, they don't have that big of a pedophile problem. So they're probably like, yeah, people are going to look at this and be disgusted. No one's going to want to jack off to this. Well, meanwhile, over in America... Back to my back to my point earlier though about like the uh, the intended meaning versus like what it ended up being like yeah to sum up my point you can't just shoot child pornography and then be like no it's ironic yeah no I agree with you there did you see Shoe on Head's video about cuties no I've just been avoiding that thing I don't want to uh, ever like think about it because I, I think it is kind of messed up like what they do with it and shit. So yeah, I, I, in in Shuan Head's video, she um she shows some of the shots from the movie, the more the more risque <laughs> stuff. She doesn't show like the whole like she puts like she she censors it basically, but like okay. you still get so it's just a you, big you censor get, part. Yeah, you get like what is happening, and it is very like unnecessarily sexual. Now you see, if like, we're taking the doing. same steps, you and take how with it's Caligula, shot. You know, there's a might be a bit of a problem. And apparently there's, like, a whole child tit on screen at one point. Yeah. I heard that uh, that the girl gives a lap dance to her pervy uncle or some shit like that at one point. 
oh, come, every time I hear something new about this movie, it just makes me, like, hate it more. Or was it a striptease? I'm trying to remember. Either way, that's very, um, how do I say, uh, not good. Yeah, but no, my there's... mom made a good point, though, when I was telling her about this the other day. And that's, uh, there's a movie that I've watched before I forgot about. It. It's called Little Miss Sunshine. Have you heard of it? I might have. It sounds it's, familiar. It's a movie where this little girl wins uh, the uh, like a place in a beauty pageant, and her whole family is this dysfunctional mess. Like her brother is taking a vow of silence and wants to be in the air force. Their their grandpa's racist, like everyone else's. Hold on a second. Okay, I need to disable these alarms real quick. But uh, yeah, no, it's basically just like everyone else's family. <laughs> but uh. No, in that though, near the end of the movie, they have a joke where uh, she is taught by a stripper a dance routine, and she has like a a, a strip tease basically, and it's played for laughs and stuff. And it's like like that that same thing like in Cuties though. It's like where's where do we draw the line on like yeah what's allowed and what's not? It's like my mom's like she thinks that she hasn't seen this movie. But she thinks, based on her knowledge of the American people and stuff, that it's not that bad. They're just freaking out about it because they don't want to be shown fucked up stuff. And it's like, I can kind of see that point, but at the same time, though, from uh, what I've heard and seen, it's like, I don't really think this is just, uh, it's just fucked up stuff and the American people are being, you know, bitches about it like usual. I think there might be some merit in the idea that maybe we shouldn't be showing this like on television over here. Yeah. Anyway, I want to get back to my original point about how conservatives fit into this whole thing. Yes, please. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail you. Uh, no, it's fine. It, it's good background. Um, it's, it's good to get background on the, the whole issue. Yeah. So my point about conservatives, why the reason that conservatives need to just stay out of the issue is that like when you have like Ted Cruz spearheading the anti cuties movement, if you want to call it that it, 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 it discredits the whole thing. And it makes people think like, well, only Republicans think it's bad. And then they go into this lizard brain political rivalry mentality where it's like, oh, well, yeah. if conservatives don't like it, then that means that I have to support it. Yeah. And that might be where, like, my parents are coming from and stuff. Yeah, and, like, I've seen articles that are, like, um, the cuties controversy explained why the alt-right doesn't like, um, doesn't like this movie or uh, something like um, why Ted Cruz and conservatives don't like this movie. And it's like, well, Is it's it not because just the them. main character is Muslim or whatever? Well, no, from what I've seen, conservatives are justifiably outraged about the whole, you know, yeah, know. child saying, sexuality like, thing. Are the people that are saying that they are mad and stuff, is it because the character is Muslim? Because that's what my mom brought up. She's like, these people in Texas are racist. They probably don't like it because the guy, the girl's Muslim. And it's like, I don't I mean, like maybe some I haven't of them, heard but... anything about that. I'm sure there's there, there's always some people that are upset about Muslims. Yeah. But I, I mean, like there's there's always like background noise of like, well, I don't like that she's a Muslim. Like I I don't think that's a huge part of this controversy. Yeah, 
I, I do want to get into a topic a little bit that pisses me off a lot. Okay, can I but, uh, finish up? The, yeah, you finish my yours, thing? and then I'll get into right. mine. So in Shoe on Head's video, which I will have linked in the description, uh, she brings up that there were some maps online that reviewed this movie. Um, oh, Jared, yeah. I, I know you, Just that you know what a map is. Don't, don't, don't sugarcoat it. They're fucking pedophiles. Well, it's what they call themselves, and I thought that would be uh, a good, I guess, introduction into this part of the conversation. Um, anyway, these uh, self-described maps or minor attracted people are sickos. Uh, yeah, they're Sorry. they're very into this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, and I you can uh, even I watch if, even if you don't even if you watch the movie and you're like, well, I don't know if it's that sexual. If pedophiles are popping a boner over your your movie, maybe you're the problem. Yeah. But at the same time, though, they're fucking pedophiles. They'll probably pop a boner over a fucking little girl in a SpongeBob outfit. Goddamn freaks of nature. Yeah, but at least you don't have the little girl in the SpongeBob outfit, like, twerking, you know, twerking <laughs> and, like, doing that thing that dancers do where they, like, hold their leg up, you know, the... the like the standing up splits or I don't know what it's called, but you know, my morning routine, <laughs> you that's know, a, like that's a stripper thing. Um, I just thought it helped get my back paid uh, off my back. See, I was talking to Haley about the whole cuties thing. And before she like heard anything about the details of it, she saw the poster that had uh, some controversy surrounding it. Oh, where yeah. they're Like in their like dancing outfits. And she's like, well, that, looks like what they wear on dance moms it's like well the, there's a difference there's a stark difference between this this movie and dance moms because dance moms it, it you, you just get basically like a wide shot and like some cut-ins of like the dance routines and stuff and in cuties you get like what i said before like money shots like moving up this the the, the girl's leg and like basically just like stuff that like the the way that it's shot is like how you would shoot like a love interest in a movie that's like supposed to be really sexy but these are children so mm. you can't shoot them like that yeah yeah shoot them with a gun i'm sorry that was <laughs> <laughs> no i walked into that one you did <laughs> you walked like everyone else you've walked into my gun <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I haven't seen it. I have no desire to see it. Yeah, I mean, if if you if you don't want to watch it, but you still want to like get, get idea the idea of, of what it, they got. Um, this is me talking to you, Jared, and the listeners. If if you, the listeners, do not want to watch this movie, which I understand, we have become want, one. But you want to know about it? Um, sh I will have Shoe on Head's video linked in the description. She goes into a lot of detail on the movie, and she gives her reaction and and. She basically she goes into the plot a bit more than we have. Yeah. All right, I might take a peek at that then during one of my gaming sesh. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like her videos. Oh yeah, no, she does good content. Did you hear her and Armor Skeptic broke up? They did. Yeah, that's soul crushing. They were like fucking best power couple. Yeah, man, so many Can't have so many incels are gonna try to make a move on her. They already have. I follow her on Twitter. There's like so many fucking people in her DMs. Hey, 
Would you like to get with a real man? And it's a guy with a fedora on. Oh, it's always a guy with a fedora on. I don't know why. I remember I used to be the fedora guy. And thinking back to all those moments in my childhood when I was like trying to be this serious person that was like the gentleman <laughs> and stuff. I want to kill oh. myself over. Oh, like I'm so geez. happy. I'm so happy you brought me out of that, Alex. You made me into <laughs> into the abomination I've become. <laughs> well, as your campaign manager, I could do no less. I am I am a king now. <laughs> and now it is raining. I remember like around 2010 to 20 like to 2013 around that time when like every Disney movie had like all the cool kids wearing those like um those fedora like the smaller kind of fedoras really? i i thought those were so cool and i like i owned a couple oh i would have worn them like every day to school if our if our school didn't have like a no hat rule yeah i used to wear a fedora with my trench coat just because i thought it made me look like a detective and i liked that i was like i'm a private <laughs> eye oh that's the worst combination a fedora and a trench coat yeah Oh, I like that's, that. Private eye look? That's you like the incel 60. look. Yeah, I know. But like, you know, as long as I'm not saying death to women, I feel like, it. <laughs> you know, I could pull it off. And if I was slimmer. No, nah, I need to find a good hat with that. I was thinking a top hat, but those don't fit my head. Ooh, maybe a bowler hat. I don't know. I just like fancy looking clothes. And the problem with that, though, is like so do incels, apparently. They always do the tip the hat thing, and it's like, fuck off. That's why when I greet people, I just flip them off. <laughs> hey, do you message, know the YouTube channel Jubilee? Jubilee? Uh, I know the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> so Jubilee is this channel on YouTube that does... Um, you might have You might have seen these videos where they get like three or four of one group and then three or four of another group. And it's usually like opposites. Like uh, we get, you know, four liberals and four conservatives and see if they can find common ground like that. Kind I of thing. see something similar to that where it's like, we brought in nine liberals and one conservative. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Can they guess I, I know who Jubilee does the those videos. It might be, person. It might, yeah, it might be a different channel actually that does the the common ground videos. Now, see, what I want to see with those guys is I want them to be like, we brought in ninety uh, Israeli soldiers and one Palestinian soldier. Let's see if they could figure out who the Palestinian <laughs> one is. I just want to see that. So I don't know. I actually don't know which channel does the common ground videos. I thought it was Jubilee, but uh, it might be Jubilee. I don't know yeah. who does the ones I've seen. I think it's BuzzFeed, to be honest. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, BuzzFeed, there was for one some of those videos. has an all right YouTube, but all of their articles are kind of nasty. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, there was one of these videos, one of these common ground videos that was like, um, we brought in um, like three feminists and three um, men's rights activists can they find common ground? And one of them was Menace. an actual self-described incel. <laughs> and now this this guy, Honey, what did he, he had look like, like the full? He had the full look. He he was he wore the um, ensemble. Yeah, he had like the whole like 
he didn't look like an incel in the stereotypical sense, I suppose. He didn't have like a fedora or anything like that. But like looking at him, once he says he's an incel, it's like, yeah, I see it. He, was, he um, over, was he overweight with a neck beard? He was overweight. I didn't know how to politely say that. Just uh, say he he's didn't fat. have a neck beard. I'm fat. But... <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care. So he was uh he was overweight. He had like long, uh, curly, kind of weird owl looking hair. Ooh. Um, yeah. He's one of those ones. Yeah. And crazy kids. He he is actually on like a few of their videos. There's one that's like ask an incel. It, it was like I'm an incel. Ask me anything. And just so many people are like, why? How do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about women? He's like trigger. <laughs> yeah, but like, why? <laughs> it, it's fun clowning on incels. But once you hear what they actually believe from like from the horse's mouth out spoken out loud it is terrifying that these people are allowed to exist oh yeah they're insane like you ever see you ever go on reddit and go to r slash and sell and just read posts they have Uh, the fucking maniacs i try to stay away from that side of reddit it's like i like the joker and stuff and i thought that movie was pretty cool incels when decided to say that he was their fucking messiah I like the Joker even more now that there's all the like the ironic incel memes. But like the thing that gets to me the most though is like incels are like, see the Joker's what we believe in and stuff. He never once like killed a girl because she didn't like him or anything like that. Like there he is killed, a rom- he he kills people because he's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like in the movie The Joker, the twenty nineteen one, he has a relationship with a girl, but that was just all in his head. And, like, nothing else comes out of that besides that. He doesn't kill her. He doesn't say, fuck all women. They're evil. You want to know what the Joker does? He He's shoots a late weird. night host. Well, he does that near the end. That's just because he, like, goes full off the rocker. But, like, the whole movie is just basically this guy with mental health issues getting shit on by everyone else. It's cool. <laughs> yeah i haven't seen it i've been meaning to watch it i i i own it but Do i just it, haven't man. i haven't it's watched not, it yet it, a lot of people will say it's this like fucking incel like masterpiece or whatever like so many media sites were doing that it was like it glorifies incels it has nothing to do with incels yeah i don't know it was if anything it has a lot to do with uh commentary about how our country doesn't really help mental issues that much and how it we had weirdly mixed reactions from the media because i saw so many articles about how it's the best movie of the year and so many about how it's terrible well yeah there the was there, were, there was no in between there was no one saying like it's an all right movie well yeah here's the thing though. i was like the reason why that happened is because a lot of people, when it was first coming out, dug up all the incel things and thought there were going to be shootings at the theaters and stuff. That's and actually that what I was of, afraid like, of. That's why I didn't see it when it came out. I was like, that's the thing, I, I want to like, see this movie, but I don't want I don't want anyone to be like inspired, you know? Yeah, it's like there will be people that will be inspired by it because, you know, they're idiots who yeah. thinks comic. I just wanted to play it safe, honestly. But no, it's just like, it's just dumb. Like, the whole idea of the movie is it's a character study on the Joker. Like, an idea of, like, this is how he could become the Joker. Look at how, Pete, look at this. And then people would probably take it the wrong way. And there have been people that have. I mean, look at the fucking Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. Look at how many people fucking, 
like use his face as like uh their manifesto shit. And it's it's just I hate it. Like you know what? At least we don't have this shame the the same shit with Star Wars. Great transition. Like that's that's all. I don't really have anything else on Star Wars today. I just want to talk about how good Star Wars is. <laughs> like even the movies, even the ones I don't like, they're still pretty all right. They still have cool things in them. Well, except for uh the the Skywalker one, the last one. That yeah, a lot we can, of the aliens were weird. We can get to that in a little bit if there's time. There's one more topic that I want to get into that I've been wanting to do for a couple weeks oh, yes. now, but you we just haven't had it. time for it. After that, I want to talk about a more controversial topic. Yes. Um. So we've all seen zombie movies, right? Yeah. You know, we get the gist of them by now. Uh. Basically, at this point, they've got them down to a science. There's some virus, and then it starts spreading, and then, you know, it goes into lockdown, and then there's zombies. Yeah, there's, like, now, no what I've noticed, period. Yeah, now what I've noticed is that, like, it's really unrealistic how they handle the virus. Because, I mean, I, the quarantining and, like, you know, lockdowns and stuff, like, yeah, if, if if a virus gets that bad, it, it will get to that point. But, like, yeah. you never see them just, like, you know, wearing masks to stop the spread or, like... Gloves you know, you, you or know. anything. Yeah. They just immediately go for the double-barrel shotgun. Strangely, very little hand sanitizer in any of these movies. Yeah. But it's just I mean, like, weird how when like, it gets to the actual zombie it, it's apocalypse, weird how it goes yeah. from like a few cases to like total martial law. Yeah. <laughs> Real life being being in a plague has really showed me that that you know that that's not the case. There's more steps to it and everything. Yeah, it's like um, there's more safeguards. And it, it, an actual virus doesn't spread that fast. That no virus has, unless we were in the fucking like 1600s. Like as it is, what uh, our current plague has only gotten like a million people over a million people now. Like Something it's still a like problem, that. and we need to fucking deal with it. But like these don't spread that fast off the bat. It takes time. There's a period where it's like in the mutation period. And once it figures out ways to get through all of your safeguards, then it fucks you up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there is a difference, though, between coronavirus and an actual zombie plague, to to well, be I fair. Mean, you yeah, know, there is To a play difference. devil's advocate a little bit. Um, but I like, mean, like, that's the thing. That, if if everyone that got COVID turned into an way. aggressive monster that was hell-bent on biting other people, I feel like there'd be a lot more cases. Well, yeah, there would be. Well, that's the thing, though. Like yeah, instead it off. instead COVID turns people into monsters hell bent on just coughing, being out. Die. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. There's so many people with COVID. Must that just go, go out. to Meyer. Must wear no mask. Yeah, I tell you what, I've been thinking about quitting my job because of this shit. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I have. I recently got sick. And I had to take a COVID test and my boss has been the just so annoying about it. Like yeah, I, I don't know how you've stayed and there. talked to my doctor first. And so that made her like 
confused and I'm probably angry also. I don't know. That's the general vibe I'm getting from the text she sent me. And she's like, oh, why didn't you talk to your doctors? Like, I don't have insurance. I thought I did. So I just went through and got a test from Walgreens. Also, those are so easy to administer. They feel weird at first, but like. Yeah, uh, I've heard they're 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 very uncomfortable. No, not really. Like for the first like two seconds after you do the swab. Yeah, like they just get normal cotton swabs and you just twirl them around in your nose for a bit. Like it tickles and it makes you want to sneeze. But like after about a, a good hour, the feeling goes away. It's just like getting a flu shot, except, you know. It just tickles instead of it's sore. Well, that's good. That's good that it's uh, not as bad as I've heard. Like I'm um, still waiting on my uh, my results, though, so I don't know if the faster ones are more uncomfortable, but I think I got the slower one. Hmm. So I should be getting something tomorrow or the day after. All right. Yeah, I um, yeah, it's crazy how like how draconian businesses are being about the whole issue, like. A similar thing happened to my roommate where she she works at Whole Foods and she um, she was uh, having some symptoms of COVID. And so she didn't want to, like, you know, spread it to other people. So she did the responsible thing and she went out and um, well, first she told her uh, she told her her boss or her supervisor or whatever that she is going to get tested. And then uh, she was going to go get the test. And they told her that if she tests positive, she will get uh, two weeks off paid. Yeah. If she doesn't, she won't get paid a damn thing. If she tests negative, which she did, luckily, she has to take 10 days off unpaid. Yeah. So, I don't know. If she doesn't have it, what's the point of making her stay home? Because? It's not like they're even paying her to stay home. Yeah, they're just doing it just to be pricks. They don't want other people to leave. And I mean, doesn't it make more sense to have one more worker there, you know, um, you know, manning the station? Yeah, instead but of Alex, instead of just if they do her it, at home? if they do it like this, then when they come back, people will be meaner to them and incentivizes them not to go out and take a test. I guess they don't want your workers to be gone for a week. They want you to keep working no matter what. Wesco God. doesn't let us just call in sick. We have to find a replacement by asking the people who had days off if they'd come in for us. God, As it is, capitalism if, is so hellbent on if destroying what I have the world. isn't COVID, it's still a fucking pay like pay to the ass to deal with right now. <laughs> and like my boss would have expected me to continue to come into work like this. Like when I I went into work on uh what is it Thursday last week with a fucking fever that I didn't realize and everything and I was just progressively getting worse. I couldn't fucking breathe and shit. Every time I looked at the computer screen we have, my eyes would start to burn and shit. That yeah. I had to I, I she would expect me to continue to work like that. I actually had to like fight her when I was telling her about how I was planning on getting a test that I should probably go home and get a test and shit. She's like, well, are you sure it's the symptoms and stuff? And it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. God, even outside of this pandemic, we it's crazy how much we've been conditioned to not call in sick or like to just ignore any symptoms that we have it's because, because we got to like, keep working. 
businesses would not want you do not want you to leave. You don't get paid sick days off unless you're in a fucking career job and shit like that. If I was to take a sick day off, I wouldn't get money from it. When I worked at the school, I could take two sick days out of every month, I think it was, and those would be yeah. paid every other day. I would have to get a doctor's note for. So if I had a fever, I'd have to go to the emergency room and get a doctor to be like, okay, you have a fever. Give me 50 bucks. That reminds me. Why can't you just work at the school again? I don't have a car at the moment. So it's whatever's closer and easier to get to. And working at the school also doesn't pay as much as I would desire it to be. Does it pay less than Wesco? It's uh, every two weeks you get $300. With Wesco every week I get 400 damn yeah. what so what what are your hours like working at the school that's really low it's very short you're there the longest time would be five to six hours at wesco it's a full eight hmm. yeah, However, the school, a week, that's like that's about the same as you make on unemployment and and that's low yeah the school however though did treat its employees very well you had so many uh benefits and stuff so much different insurance and shit well if you ask me i think that's a lot more valuable it's it better for been, your mental health to work there and you get insurance that's, i definitely that's do something. enjoy cooking more than dealing with people as I, yeah. I as i told one of my co-workers i'd rather be a janitor if i had to keep dealing with piece of shits all day yeah i you gotta look into a career change yeah, but I need to get a car first, and that's the problem. I don't even have my license still. COVID fucked me on my first permit. Not first, can, more like second, but You still. can still take the bus places if you need to. I'm not risking that, no. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's got heart conditions, and since I'm still living with her, I'd rather not put her in danger. As I say while I'm quarantined in my room. <laughs> what a life, Alex. So you said that you wanted to get into a more controversial topic? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Like, th this is very controversial. A warning. Uh, Trigger warning. Are you familiar with the uh, war between Israel and Palestine? Vaguely. Vaguely, I like the whole reason is that there are two ideologies that can't get along. So Israel is, uh, they well, were given like the whole the whole thing is like they're fighting over land, right? The same land because Palestine was there first, and then Israel was given that place after World War Two, and then like now it's just been this constant thing, and I feel like all these people over here are conditioned to take a side. Based on what the other people have said, they don't actually look into it to see how pointless it actually is. Like, so many people will say that you're a Nazi because you don't support Israel. Or yeah. that you're a vile piece of shit because you don't support Palestine. And it's like, they both sides, like, don't need to be doing this. Like, if they could just, like, learn to get along, basically. Just, like, split the fucking Holy Land. Boom. The yeah. real problem is we just thought, you know, taking one extremist group and shoving it into another extremist group would work itself out. Now we got a bunch of kids being born into fucking trenches, getting guns put in their hands so they can fight for the fucking Holy Land. It's pissing me off, I tell you. The amount of terrorist attacks committed by both sides, and we're supposed to be okay with one of them. 
Yeah, like, I mean, I've I've heard of Israel doing a lot of, you know, bad stuff. Like, yeah, I, from what I've heard, Israel does a lot of too. lobbying just, in the government, but you can't bring that up, or else people are are going to be like, "Oh, so you think that Jews are all greedy?" Yeah, it's horrible. It's like the things going on over there. Like, you actually start reading about it, like from people's uh, accounts, people who've uh, who've been on the Gaza Strip, or like. I've seen the broadcast from Israel and shit. It's like, it's just, just bitter, resentful fighting for no reason. All because we tried to do one good thing. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, like, why I is it even our place as Americans to have um, an, an opinion, opinion on, on this foreign affair? Because we're Americans. <laughs> oh, we yeah. We're Team America, the world business. police. But in my opinion, though, America should ha- hear about some of this horrible shit because technically it's our fault that this is going on. The Allied power has decided that uh, ooh, probably Palestine would be a perfect place to shove an entire group of yeah. people. I mean, absolutely, you should be informed on the issue. But yeah. I but just it, it always so... gets me when there's like two Americans arguing over this issue that affects neither one of them. Yeah. Meanwhile, the people that are is being affected by the issue every day, they lose fucking thousands and shit. Both sides in this constant bitter war. Like, there needs to be something done just to just fucking solve it. Like, get their leaders down to the table and like have them actually discuss it. Fuck it, I America. Think, could I think Sasha do Baron it. Cohen actually did something like that um, in in his movie Bruno. Yeah, have you seen it? Ah uh, no, I haven't. I've I've he, heard the trailers and stuff. It's pretty. It's pretty funny. I like it a lot. Um, Is it like at Borat one point where he's he, walking around interviewing people? Yeah, it, it's basically like the same structure as Borat. Okay. So, um, at what I don't remember if it was Israel and Palestine or if it was a di- it was some conflict in the Middle East, and it might have been the uh, Iraq rebel thing. I, yeah, I, think I, it was Iraq. I don't know. Rebels. I don't know. But um yeah, it was it was pretty funny. I'll have I'll have a link in the description to that clip just because I think it's uh pretty funny. It, he just does this whole his whole thing where it, you you'd have to watch it. I can't even describe it. I can't describe it. I can't oh, yeah, describe it's Sasha Baracone. Mostly because oh. I barely remember it. <laughs> there there. <laughs> yeah no I just you hear about all these pointless wars and it's like this one and the war of independence in Ireland are like some of the most just nonsensical shit it's like what like I, here's how you can solve the Irish war just like fucking let them be independent they fought for literally thousands of years now just leave Ireland, them alone what, it doesn't matter is Ireland trying to secede from Great Britain yeah, they've had people fighting for thousands of years over it. There's an actual civil war going on that has seen several generations of weapon changes. They have gone through muskets to assault rifles because that's how long they've been Jeez. fighting. That's great. I have not heard of that. Yeah, it's it's because it's it, it's just been going on for so long. No one cares. Like as it is, the uh, the Gaza Strip shit. It's only like talked about just because republicans say something and it's like oh you're racist or the democrats say something it's like oh 
you're racist. Because, you know, that's our fucking political system. Yeah, it annoys me when they make it about identity. Like, yeah. the, the whole Israel thing, like, Israel lobbying Congress. But like, if, if you if you say anything about it, they they take that and they're like, so you think that Jews control the world? Yeah, and the thing is, like, neither side is good. Some of the things the Palestinians have done to the Israel, like, civilians, there have been car bombings and shit like that that they've done. And oh, it's yeah. Like, you There's can understand no... why they'd be angry enough to fight the government, but they're attacking civilians, too. It's like, it has gotten to the point where neither side is really a good choice, and it's like, just... We gotta. Someone's gotta step in. Yeah, there's there's never an innocent side in any war. This one definitely. It's even but, like World War Two, which you'd think would be the most cut and dry conflict, where it's yeah, like, well, you I know, mean, the Allies were good; they were fighting the Nazis. Well, still, we had our own concentration camps where we put Japanese people in there. We stole their property, ended their livelihoods, and then we try to re-educate them, as yeah. they call it. So there's, uh, there's no innocent uh, side in any war. It's just whoever is more, well, not more, uh, the lesser of two evils. Exa- war is always lesser of two evils. That's a great way of putting it. Even with, the American the Revolution, stuff, though, like as like, bad as the British were, we were just a territory that refused to pay taxes. Yeah, and I then still we still think had it's slaves. Funny people get offended by Happy Treason Day. Like, what was that? I said I still think it's funny people get offended by Happy Treason Day. What's that? Uh, the British uh, online when it's oh the, uh, Happy Treason. Day. I thought you said Happy Trees and Day. Oh. <laughs> no, it's my, it's my nose. I'm so stuffed up still. No, that that was me. Um, but yeah, no, it's just so funny because it's like that's a conflict that happened 200 years ago before any of your ancestors ancestors probably were around. And that's the thing too, because like most ant people have connections tying back to Irish immigrants and shit that came in over after uh, we got independence. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very a very a very specific group of people that were involved. Yeah, but everyone has to have an opinion on it. Yeah, I tell you, the, the this world's on fire, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just seems like everyone's already has their mind made up on who the good guy is, no matter what. If anything comes out to prove that they're not or anything, you know, they're already too just in there, I guess. But yeah, not my thoughts on it is just we need someone, some one of the superpowers of the world needs to like step in and actually, you know, be a superpower. Well, I don't think it's right for any country to impose their will on another on another country but, i mean this although I, I do because... think that it's it's good to lead like a conversation on stuff like like it, it's good to lead negotiations yeah i know but these like these horrible acts being committed from both sides in my opinion are directly responsible from the uh like the allied powers that put israel in israel are directly responsible for all the shit that has happened on the Gaza Strip and even in Israel itself. 
like all the horrible shit that they have done. It's like, you know, if you didn't, if we didn't like just throw people into other people and hope for the best. It's like, um, it's like British intervention in, um, or British colonization of Africa where we just, well, not we, but like the the British just divided Africa um they're by like their own definitions you know their their own borders yeah without taking into account like where all of the these... differences in ideology and stuff like that there have yeah been, like, like there were there were clear like areas where like okay so this group is is here and you know they're they're their own clan their own tribe whatever you want to call it the and uh then, you know there's this group Rwanda over here massacre yeah yeah like the way that they divided the borders it was just without any regard for what these people, for these people's lives. Yeah. Like, I know outside powers are what started this, but like, instead of just letting these innocent people murder each other more, maybe, you know, one of the people that started it should come in and end it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think something like the UN should do something about it. Absolutely. I just, I just don't like how the conversation has like has has shifted, you know, like if if you say like, you know, we should do something about that, the immediate interpretation of that is, well, we need to send our military there. Yeah. No, I mean, like actually like getting people sat down, like figuring shit out. Yeah. Like maybe a military intervention just to get the fighting to stop. But like beyond that. Don't fucking have military. You're, well, don't don't turn it into a providence of your own country or whatever. Any intervention at all is gonna just fan the flames. It, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's just gotta be something to do. Like I just hate seeing it every every day. God, so do you want to suck? You want to close out the show now? I think we've yeah. Um, this has been uh this has our, been a, our most depressing episode of Bold of You to Say. A s- strong war theme. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Thank you for listening to Bold of You to Say. If you like today's episode, uh, you know, be sure to share with a friend. Um, like, comment, subscribe, whatever. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts you can leave a review in app that will help that would help us out a lot uh if you're listening on youtube you can leave a comment with what you'd like us to cover next uh our social media will be linked in the description so if you disagree with anything we've said which chances are you did yeah. you can yell at us there um also uh i'd like to formally apologize for not having anything fun prepared for this <laughs> uh well in the next episode we'll just do all fun things i would like to formally apologize for anything that you as an individual disagreed with uh, oh, yeah. just know that I I already know I'm wrong so you don't need to tell me <laughs> I feel that well in case we don't see ya I'm stealing the Truman Show thing yeah good afternoon good evening and good, good the other thing oh I just turned to Joe Biden there <laughs> you know the thing <laughs> you know the, the one thing I'll tell you what, though, I like to make fun of Joe Biden a lot, but every day I remember I'm basically Joe Biden. His speech uh, thing. 
I wanted to talk about this earlier. There was a um, a, when we were talking about the whole Bill Burr Saturday Night Live thing, I wanted yeah. to touch on how like unprepared that audience was for him because like the the Saturday Night Live audience and the Bill Burr audience are very very uh, different. <laughs> yeah. Like, Saturday Night to, Live to just wants idea. to see Alec Baldwin do the Trump thing again. Yeah, Billiper's like, audience covered with earplugs. Like it was, they know it was crazy. Loud. Like it was crazy transitioning from like their cold open to the monologue because the cold open was just more of the same thing that they that they normally do. Like there's the whole like it's like a knock knock know, joke compared orange to man Bilber. bad type humor where it's like can you believe there's a Cheeto in the White House like that and whole then Bilber comes they, on stage it's time for some introspection yeah like the whole the whole cold open was like the the normal Saturday Night Live like haha uh, Democrats are awesome are you look ready at that. to there reconsider was a, there was a fly on his head yeah. <laughs> And I, I thought you'd get a in. kick out of this. I figure you haven't seen it yet. Um, Jim Carrey is their new Joe Biden. On oh, SNL. really? Yeah. Uh, and in the uh, the cold open, he uh, they they did like a, you know, you know how there was a fly on Mike Pence's head, and everyone yeah, the, can't stop talking about it. Yeah, it's Vermin Supreme's running mate. Carry <laughs> so, on. In the uh, the cold open, the uh, the the bit that they did was um, Joe Biden wanted to teleport to the debate and so he got into the teleporter thing but like oh no there's a fly in it and he did like a it, it was basically like jim carrey doing joe biden doing jeff goldblum and i thought you'd love it that that's just so many not human people <laughs> who are trying to be human he did he did an all right job with it actually it was pretty funny oh but i mean compare that to bill burr's humor it's so vanilla yeah, no, like it, Bill Burr is uh hardcore BDSM. Uh, SNL skits are like cuddling. Yeah, it's like giving like, you know, like a stereotypical white person, like mild hot sauce. Give me a mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> giving Mayor Pete mayonnaise. It's oh, so spicy. Oh, spicy. Also, I saw Pete was talking about politics again, and it's like, what? Why is he still here? No one wanted to vote for him. I thought, yeah, no, he was terrible in the primary. He was oh, just a, a platitude machine. He was a platypus. But now he, <laughs> he appeared on Fox News over the weekend. How? Or, like, I thought they don't. It was let either gay over the weekend on. or like sometime last week. But he actually was pretty good. I will say when he is when he's not trying to run against Bernie Sanders, um, oh, yeah. you know, his his whole act works a lot better. Was it was it he Pete was, was that had the weird like dancing thing for a while? Uh, I do not. I'm not sure what you're the referring mental to. health dance. S still not ringing a bell. You never saw the videos of like people at the rallies and that at some random point he has them all stand up and dance. I thought it was to Pete. be honest, that was probably him. I I thought it was Pete. Hold on, I'll look it up know. later. Either way, um, yeah, his appearance on Fox News was pretty great because he just he smacked down Mike Pence. Um, that's good. No, that's they really were like, good. So the 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 hosts were like, so what do you say about Kamala Harris uh, flip flopping on Medicare for all? Which is a valid question, I will say. 
Oh, yeah. uh, but his response was like basically like, oh, yeah, what do you say about Mike Pence, uh, you know, being the lackey of the guy that got caught with a porn star? Huh? Like Ooh. it was it was a great like mic drop moment. Spicy. <laughs> yeah. Before I actually <laughs> saw the clip, I was like, why are people why, why are people fawning over him again? And it's like, I I get it in this case. OK, now I, now I understand. So anyway, now the show is actually over myself. for real. Yeah. Oh, that's true. We were closing. This you know what? A, we at least had was, uh, something kind of lighthearted. This is our end credit stinger. This is this is uh, the episode that will transition into the cold nights ahead. <laughs> Good morrow, visitor. Uh, listener. I'm sorry. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Reddit. Another episode down. <laughs> <laughs>